Hey guys, uh, I really want to talk about this topic. It's not really planned, but I genuinely just feel like talking and getting on here. Uh, it's about the topic of women in ministry. It's not going to be as like vast as I usually can be. I don't think it's even going to be like an hour long. Maybe it might be. Who knows? Um, I don't think anybody really cares, but it's currently like 12 in the morning. It's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. Every day is the Lord's day, but this is the day that the body of Christ comes together. Um, in 10 hours, I'll be in church, so that's fun. I have to figure out what I'm going to wear. But anyways, on the topic of women in ministry, okay, let me go back. So apparently this is like a very controversial subject. I knew that, but um, I genuinely just didn't really care about it until I want to say last college semester, because I go to a private Christian school. Okay, I like saying that because it makes me sound so Christ-like. I go to a, cri a private, do you hear that? University. Do you hear that? I just want y'all to know what the Lord has accomplished through me. Okay, the fact that, anyways, that's not even important. That's like the African side of me coming out when parents are like, you go to college or you go to university? They only claim you if you have a U in that college name. If not, get out of here. G-E-R-A-R-I. Gerara. G-E-R-A-R-A-H-I-A. Gerara here. I don't want to see your face. Gerara here. I'm off topic. Okay. Um, if you don't know a little bit about me, when it's later in the night, I become a little crazy. I become a little hyper. If you don't know me, I'm I'm not I'm never really tired tired like I'm tired if I want to go to sleep, but I have energy from morning to night. Like I'm a morning person, and then I'm also a night owl, so um, I'm always energized. This is very normal. Uh, back to what I was saying. What women have been okay? So last college semester at my school, <laughs> my university, I was in a Bible study um I liked it but I you know I had to be there for college credit which I just love that about Christian schools like they're just like you have to worship the Lord you have to come to chapel and it's like I want to be here anyways anyways so I was in a bible study and one of our bible study leader from my group was like what's something that um you have any questions for me and I was just okay like what is some like wise advice for like someone who's in the ministry and is you know whatever I, I don't know we were talking about that but we were also what that's not important Crizo. what's important is somehow the the bible study leader brought up the topic of how you know she was just like i think she was just like giving me advice like hey like you're a woman in ministry like i genuinely forgot what she said to be honest but she started sharing her stories about how people started treating her off because she's a woman because she was you know, the call to ministry or like something about like how if her husband wasn't called, then she didn't need to speak or something like that. Anyways, so she was just like giving me advice like um, that could be an issue. That could be an obstacle that you might face in, you know, going into ministry and everything. And she told me that. And I was like, really? Like, I just thought this was something in the like the 1500s. Like, I didn't think in the year, in the year of the Lord. 2021 at that time that people would care so much about women in ministry and this isn't the first time I've heard about women talking about 
them being like being treated wrong because they took the mic or took the pulpit or took the stage. I heard a story about this lady. She's like a, the the pastor's wife. She is a pastor, but she's like the the what do they call it? First lady, okay, of the house, the mother, mother, me m u v a, of the church. And she was like, there was this one time, me and my husband were we were at this church, and I took the mic, and every single man which I'm guessing is like the majority of the congregation got up and left the room when she got up to speak alone at the pulpit. Of course, this lady, she's like saying that at that time, I'm pretty sure she's like in her sixties. So like, yeah, again, the 1500s were, I'm sure was a rough time. Okay. I'm joking. I'm not an ageist. I'm not an ageist. I'm, I'm just telling a joke and telling a joke. If you don't know me again, I tell Jokes that are borderline offensive and oftentimes very offensive, but I don't think that was that offensive. But anyways, it makes me laugh. It brings me joy. So get off my back. Okay? Puja? <laughs> what is this behavior? So I I was like, okay, again, like the 1500s, like this 2021, like that's not happening to me. It hasn't happened to me at all. Like I've never, like I'm aware I'm a woman. It's a good thing I'm aware. That last, uh, this is all I have to say. Last podcast episode, I sounded like a full-grown man. I'm probably, I probably sound like one now because I'm like laying down and staring at my popcorn ceiling, which is just really unfortunate. This house was built in 1999. Like we in this house, we have been here at the same year, same time. Like that's not important, Crizo. Anyways, what? Oh, yeah, I sound like a man. I'm pretty sure I do now. Um, I'm sorry. I'm laying down. Listen, I got bass in my voice. Okay. But the only reason why I sounded like a man last episode is because I told you guys like two episodes before that, like I had to quarantine. I was sick. Okay. My throat was sore. It was so sore. All I ate was like three chunks of watermelon and, um, I think a popsicle for like a few over the span of like three days. So and like, I, I like woke up at three in the morning and like sipped on Chick-fil-A sweet tea because it was so soothing to my throat. Like my throat was in pain. So I'm recovering. Don't be rude. Like, don't laugh. Don't laugh. But I'm <laughs> anyways, what was I talking about before that? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know I'm a woman. Like, I know I'm, I'm aware of that. Right. But, you know, and it's not like I'm some type of like in all my years of ministry, like. I have some years on in the belt, but it's not it's not a lot compared to like a lot of other people. But I've spoken to this is what I hear. This is I mean, I I was told this in ministry school. And the thing about me, listen, if I feel from the Lord to do something else, I ain't going to listen to your rules. And I say that with a grain. I, I don't know what I'm trying to grain of salt. What does that mean? And why do we use that term? I say that. It's not, I'm not like, I don't want to use, it's not religious. I'm not orthodox. Is that the word? Like I'm not, whatever. Like I'm not, um, whatever the word is, you fill it in. I don't know it. It's slipping my mind. Okay. I'm not, insert the word about that. Like, obviously, like if you tell me don't go into the crocodile infested waters and I feel the Lord tell me to cross. I'm going to think about that one. Okay. Like, listen, I'm, it's not, I'm not a rebel, but for cultural things that people will tell you, you know, okay, look, well, girls, 
girls, this is what I learned in ministry school and I never followed the rule. Girls pray over girls. Like when we're going out to minister or on a mission trip or whatever, like girls pray over girls, guys pray over guys. Listen to me. Somebody actually commended me on a mission trip for praying over a guy. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's impressive to you? Really? Really? It's like the people came up for prayer. I was the one available at the altar. What what are you going to do? Decline? I'm not going to decline this guy from prayer. And I ministered to him. I don't even know if I don't, you know, listen, I ministered to the guy. I prayed. We talked. I walked. I was, you know, giving him some insight and encouraging him with whatever he was dealing with. This is a specific ministry, like mission trip that I'm remembering. And it was actually Mexico. And, um, I, you know, there's just some things I'm like, okay, I'm not going to pay attention. I'm and I'm sure culturally, maybe, maybe, I don't know how it is in Mexico, in Mexico, a girl praying over a guy. I generally don't care. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But that's that didn't really stop me. Like I'm not thinking. I'm not constantly thinking as I'm ministering. But oh no, I'm a woman. God, you gave me a word. But I'm a woman. God, you want me to pray over somebody? But I'm a woman. I'm not thinking about that because who cares? Like you know, I'm a woman. And on top of that, I'm black. But who cares? I know that I'm black. Y'all can see that I'm black. Okay. The sun is in the sky and water is clear or blue, whatever is clear. I mean, tell me something I don't know. Why is that? That's not going to hold me back from ministering. I don't really, I don't really understand that. I never understood that where people would be like, but I'm a woman. Okay. And. So that never held me back. And I've been in different culture. Like I'm African and I'm very aware of the attitude that a lot of African cultures have towards women. It's not, it's not as like, like crazy strict as like structural or like the misogyny is not as like intense as people think it is from like the outside looking in. I remember getting briefed on a uh, specific, and I've been to a few trips in Africa, so you'll never know which one it is. I'm trying to be vague so people don't, you know, try to be like, oh, girl, yeah, I know what you're talking about. You don't. But I've been briefed on a trip, on a specific trip in Africa, where people are just like, okay, well, sometimes, like, they're just, the way that they treat women, like, they're overlooked. And if you're a woman, like, you... Just know that guys, like, they would rather hear this from a man. And it's culturally, it's different to have a woman minister to you, okay? Being an African, like, I'm aware that that's a thing. Like, you know, there's just different things. And it's gender roles is a huge thing in the African community. Like, my mom had the audacity, the audacity to ask me. She was like, one day if you get married... Because she was really dissatisfied with how I don't cook Congolese food. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm not doing it. I only do what I'm told to do. So I only know how to cook what my mom has voice recorded to me to do. Um, and I'm very good at cooking. Um, yes, my mom says that I have a natural talent. Praise the Lord. But she asked me, she had the audacity to ask me, what if your husband, your future husband, because I'm single, like, I don't know why she asked those questions. I don't, I don't know why she does that. 
Um, she was like, what if you reach out to what's called less food? What is he going to do? And I was like, he's going to go to a restaurant. What, is that, what does that have to do with me? What? You want Congolese food. I don't even know why you're craving it. Who fed you Congolese food? It wasn't me. Who fed you? It's probably my mother. What are you going to do? Either he's going to book a flight to Congo and get some food. Or he's going to go to a restaurant in like Texas. Because there's like a huge Congolese community there. But I will not be me. I don't know why he's looking in my direction for that. That's I am not the source, and I will not the source. Like, and I will not resource you. Okay, excuse me. It's not my problem. Is this my problem that you are hungry? Hey, for for uh, Congolese food. That's not my problem. That's not my problem. Mm 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 mm. So yeah, I don't know why she asked me that. What was I saying, Crusoe? You did it again. What were you saying, and what was the point of that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gender roles. So, okay, like, for example, in my culture, my mom, when she's cooking food, she will serve my dad's food first. And he has his own, like, separate setup of, like, like, we call it platos. Like, uh, in English is like a, like a like a food tray. I don't know. I don't know the specific word. It's I guess it's like a tray. It's like a like a food tray. And he has his own, like, container of food specifically for him that he eats out of and she puts his portion she separates she rations I don't know she separates his portion of food that she cooked for the that she cooked for the family first and he gets always gets a larger portion um and that's just a cultural thing you know you're serving the guys when you when you have guests you the woman of the house which is always me you serve the guests with your little plateau you know oh, you want fanta because we're congolese <laughs> we're congolese fanta always fanta fanta don't you wanna always we, we love fanta i don't know why it's not fanta it's fanta it's fanta you won't find an african house without fanta okay or you'll be out the door like that Too sweet so, uh, yeah, it's, it's the girls that serve the guests, male first. Fanta, you have coca, which is coke. You want water? You want this? You want coca? My, I remember my dad, like, side note again. My dad was like, somebody was working on our house. And my dad was like, oh, you drink beer? <laughs> and the guy was like, no, I'm working. He's like, okay, I don't have beer. <laughs> I don't good. I don't drink beer, but... I don't know. So it, it just makes me laugh. Me and my brother are constantly be like, you drink? Yeah. <laughs> That's how he talks. He's so funny. What? Anyways. So there's, I'm aware of the gender roles that occur in African customs and traditions. And I'm aware of that. But I haven't really come across a family that's like super strict about it. That's like, oh my gosh, you're a woman. Why is she speaking? Like, why is she out the house? Like, why? And I'm not saying that those people don't exist. But like when I was briefed for this African nation that I was about to go to about that's like how culturally it's set up, baby, I was like, okay, and you finna hear the words that come out of my mouth, period, poo. And when I went there, nobody was like hell bent over like me being a woman and that I was speaking. And by nobody, I mean males, like they weren't freaking out. Okay. Like they just listened. I, in fact, um, there was one family, it was like 
one of the last people that the team I was on ministered to. And this guy was like, kind of like off put by his team. He was like, why are you here? Like, why are you at my house? Like, why? Like, what's your problem? Like, he was cold. And I was so irritated at this guy because we had to like struggle to get to this man's house. Okay, I'm not being vague anymore. Like people can guess, people know we can guess what trip this is. Okay, well, God be with you. So like we, we struggled, like struggle of struggle to me at least. It wasn't that bad, but it was pretty bad because it involved water. I don't like water like that. I like, I like, that's not important. I kind of like water, but not like that. So we get to this guy's house after like an hour of struggle, which really took, no, that's not important. We struggled. This guy's having a bad attitude that irritated me. And he was just like, oh, so like, why are you guys here? Like, why are you at my house? And this point, I told the translator, I was like, listen, unless you have plans to have another group of Americans at your house tomorrow, it's best you listen to what we got to say. And uh, long story short, he ended up giving his life to the Lord. And right, right when he said amen to that salvation prayer, the joy, just the, the, his face lit up. Just, he wasn't, he wasn't like stoic anymore. He was like happy. So anyways, praise the Lord. But that never stopped me. Like it didn't, I didn't see that effect where it's like, oh my gosh, there's a woman speaking to me. How dare she? Then again, it wasn't like I was like casually conversating with like chiefs out here or like so I maybe I don't know maybe the treatment's different like that from that stance I don't know but like I was actually looking at an article and one of the controversial topics were like unmarried women speaking <laughs> for like Christian unmarried Christian women women speaking that's insane that that's even a topic and of course this is for like I'm pretty sure that this is like popular with like the older crowd yeah I mean but th- those that denomination of Christians who believe that women shouldn't, women shouldn't ha- like say anything at all in the church or at all, um, they're about to die. So, and what's left, I mean, we're a lot more progressive. Not that that's like a good thing because progressive Christianity is a hot mess in itself, but we're definitely a lot more normal, I think, in a little ways than that denomination of Christians that are like, how dare you speak? Or like that would like humbug and, and like storm out of the church if a woman like dares to open her mouth or something like that. Like um, those people are about to die. So I, I'm not really concerned about that. But no, like in all my experience of ministering in different cultures and to d- people of different races and different nations, not once have I had a negative experience of like, Oh, this person didn't like this. They didn't listen to what I had to say because I'm a woman. I've spoken to, I've spoken, very good, Kriza. I've spoken to older males. I think I'm, this sounds really wrong, but I'm very good at that, at like ministering. Oh, that sounds so wrong, but I'm very good. Like, I think it's my face because I've been told that like, Kriza, like you're scared. Like when I first saw you before I met you, like you kind of scared me or like you intimidated me. I'm a very nice person, actually. I don't know why people say such things to me just to hurt my feelings. And no, I'm kidding. No, I get it. I get it from my father. Like I have my father's face. And I mean that in the most respectful way possible. But we have that resting boop face, if you know what I mean. And um, 
I don't know. I just, I can't help it. I'll try to smile, but uh, you know, I do, I, I laugh a lot. Like if you see me in public with friends, like I'm always, I'm like screaming. I guffaw, I chortle, I chuckle. I do the whole shebang. Okay. I laugh a lot, but I do have that RBF face. And somebody told me like they're ministering. Like, I don't know if you know what the hot seat is. Like there was a pastor that was ministering to me and she was like, you're very stoic. And like, I was like, but I'm not though. Like, she was like, you come, she was like, you, like, she, it was like one of those, like, basically the hot seat, if you don't know, is where, like, a, it sounds so cultish, but it's not, it's really not, it's like you sit in the chair in the middle of a circle, oh, it sounds so cultish, it's really not, it's a nice little activity, and, you know, Christians around you, oh, it's sounding worse and worse, they basically, like, pray and and, you know, they're just like, okay, God, whatever you want to reveal to me about this person, encourage them, or maybe, like, up call them to a higher standard whatever it is like just you know reveal it to me like speak it to me and they will be like oh I feel the Lord is saying this over you or I have this vision or like it's usually all good things it's usually all good things but this specific person that was speaking to me while I was in the hot seat was a uh, leader one of my leaders and she was like you're very stoic and you don't let people get close or like no, no she was like uh, uh what did she say she said um you 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 think you can do things alone but she wasn't rebuking me like she wasn't yelling at me she was she was very nice about it but it it wasn't right like when I say right that word wasn't accurate only because my face oh I have this RBF and it I can see how I I can project that like it's it I can see how people would think that about me but I'm this is just my face now it's just my face I'm very happy on the inside and if you miss, if you say a joke, I'll laugh. But it's just my face. I understand why she she inferred that, but um, no, no. I I think. <sighs> Anyways, whatever. I actually had somebody tell me an older gentleman was like, "You're very hard to read." He told me this. He was like, "When you get married, your husband's not gonna like that you're not hard, easy to read, or something like that." I was like, "Sir, why are you talking to me?" Like, I was like, oh, God. It was, it was, it's a guy I know. It's an older guy I know, but it's a very odd thing to say because you don't have that type of, like, relationship where it's like you can mentor me. So I was like, not that I'm, like, that type of Christian. It's like, you can't correct me if we don't have a relationship. Um, some things you should take. Uh, some, I mean, not everything out of a stranger's mouth is going to be terrible. Some things are food for thought. Like, hey, there could be wisdom in that. I don't know why this man said this to me at all. I, I wouldn't want to be read by you anyways. Like, what what is this? Whatever. That's not important. Women in ministry. So I was warned by my Bible study leader. Like, hey, that could be an obstacle that you may have to face. I don't know where these old people are at. But let me catch y'all run up to me and give me, well, you're a woman. Baby, you can cast these hands. You can cast these womanly hands with this pedicure, okay? In the name of Jesus. Do you understand me? Like, I don't know. Where do y'all go to tolerate this disrespect? Can you imagine? If God gave you a word to say, I'm not going to let no man with an AARP check that comes in monthly tell me otherwise, okay? He can cast his hands, him and his grandma, his grandpa, his whole bloodline. Cassie's anointed hands. Do you understand me? 
very anointed hands. Listen, people tell us to be Christ-like, but do you know in saying that, in, they're in the realm of possibilities, is braiding a whip and beating the snot out of people. Just like my Savior. Hallelujah. Praise him, my Savior. Just like my Jesus. That is in the realm of possibilities. So you can catch these hands. And I heard a good quote because people say, oh, my gosh, what about turning the other cheek? You only have to turn the other cheek if they make it there. But y'all can catch these hands because people are getting very comfortable just coming up to ministers of the gospel and just saying any which thing. You can catch these hands. Okay, listen, you lucky I didn't call out two she bears to destroy you. Do you remember that Bible story of Elijah? If you don't know this Bible story, it's wild. Like a couple of kids were like roasting a prophet named Elijah. They're like, oh, you're bald headed, you bald headed, you bald headed. And um, I, I think he cursed them. And then two f- she bears <laughs> came and ate the children. It's a very good Bible story. Really encourages me, fires me up. I love it. Uh, but y'all can cast these holy hands swiftly, expeditiously. Do you understand me? Expedia.com, not a sponsor. No, who do y'all, where do y'all be going to tolerate this disrespect? And why do y'all tolerate this disrespect? No, but I'm a woman. That's never going to be a reason to hold me back. I mean, and actually, you know, in my ministry school day, because I only spent one year in it, so I can't say days. It was a good experience. I liked it. Um, This girl, one of my leaders, and by leaders, she was like, a, she's a peer, my friend, but there's like first year, second year, third years. And she, I was a first year and she was my second year. And we were just talking. We were having one of those good, you know, Bible talks. And she was like, do you think that women, um, it, it was, it was just a topic to start conversation, combo, conversation, conversation. And she, I, basically she asked me like, do you think women, like it's good for women to be in ministry? Like, and I was, or do you think that it's a, um, what do you think about, I actually said, what do you think about women in ministry? And I said, uh, I don't know, but I remember my answer. I was like, no, no. And she's like, no. And I was like, I disagree with people who think that women can't be in ministry because they're women, because in the Old Testament, this is an insane story. And sometimes I reference things, like I reference things in the Bible a little incorrectly, because I just misquote them and it, it irks me when I go back and listen. But please just give me grace from here on out. Like, y'all know what I'm trying to say. But there's in the Old Testament, there's a, a judge named Deborah. Deborah, look her up. That's her name. And her, the basis of her, the, like the impact of her story was that basically like the men, the Israelite men were too afraid to do something. And she literally went back, like she was used mightily of God for the benefit of, the, of his people. And she went back to the men and she was basically like, yeah, basically like y'all were so scared that God had to go use a woman. That story is insane. And it really showed, and there, of course there were other women in the Bible, even in the Old Testament that that were used mightily to advance the kingdom of God and for the glory of God that God had no issue using. But her, the impact of Deborah's story, I think I find was like, God will use anyone available. He's never going to overlook an available heart or an, or an available person or a competent worker. 
for the kingdom of God. I mean, it reminds me of that Bible verse, like who is, who is competent, you know, a competent worker, who is he among you? Like a competent worker of you, where is the co girl? What's this daggone scripture? If you don't quote it right, right now in Jesus name, Carizo, basically, I'm just going to sum it up. Like who among you is competent worker or whatever they're going to end up. They won't work for regular people. They'll work for Kings and, and, and high level leaders just to sum it up. Okay. And Carizo translation, you look it up yourself. You look it up. You know, who's competent among you? Oh, I don't know. But it is that. Look it up. But it just shows you that God has no, he's not um, discriminatory. The Bible actually says that God's not a respecter of persons. You know, he doesn't choose favorites. It's, he's not, there is no like, well, you have to be a man for me to talk to you. Sorry. There's, it's not, it's not like that with God. Like he can talk to a woman. He can use a woman to do mighty exploits for the kingdom of God. Um, I think in the Christian world, people think like, oh, like you have to be married to be, to be used mightily, but God can usually, he can use you single. What I've actually found about married couples, um, in the ministry is that your spouse is, we know this, your spouse is a helpmate, right? So the spouse that God has prepared for you, when you do get married and you're, say you're single and you're already in the ministry, that person, that person should be a jet engine, not a ball and chain. That person's going to advance, increase in it, just advance everything that's been happening for you because you have a helper. The Bible says that it's better for two to walk than one, because if one falls into a ditch, the other person can pull them out, you know? they increase. That's why a lot of you're more financially successful when you're married because there's two incomes in a house. Now things get better when you're with somebody, same thing with marriage, you know, two become one and all that beautifulness, you know, like you're supposed to advance. It's not supposed to be you. Once you get married, you can take a back seat and let the husband do everything. Now, if you're a woman and that's single. And listen, for Gen Z, that's like 99% of us. I don't know what's wrong with this generation. Nobody dates. No, I don't know. Maybe that's bad. Maybe that's good. Hey, I'm African. I'm basically not allowed to do anything until like, you know, like graduate with like 12 degrees. I'm exaggerating. That's not true. It's a joke. You can laugh. Hee hee ha ha. I'll cry. You laugh. Whatever. Um, so, uh, what am I saying? Um, if you're, if you're a single woman that feels called to ministry or starting a ministry or have been in ministry and you're still single and you have that desire to get married, just know that when you do that, that's going to be like, it's going to enhance and increase what you have. If you're a faithful worker, if you're a competent worker, I should say, um, it's going to increase that. It's not going to be, don't, I'm not married. I should really shouldn't even give marriage advice. So I'm just going to sleep on that one. But that's, that's, that's all I have to say. You know, like your, your words aren't going to be more valuable now that you're married. The impact's going to be there and it should be helpful, but they're not going to be any more true now that you're married. God will use you mightily. God's not holding back his word and his power to you in the ministry concerning the ministry. Cause you're not married. Like what, why would he do that? He will use, he will not overlook anyone that's available to him and you're available. And you know that God looks to and fro across the world seeking. He seeks people, anybody, anyone that's willing, you know that, and that's you and you've made yourself available. So don't look down on yourself because you're not married. 
maybe I can't accomplish this because I'm not married. What's your problem? That's not, it's not a problem. There's a lot of unmarried people that did like baller things for the kingdom of God. Are you kidding me? There's a lot of women in ministry who they are in the ministry and their husbands are like in the background. Um, not that they are not in ministry, but they don't, they're not in the fourth, they're not in the forefront like their wives are. Perfect example is Karen Wheaton. That woman is just beautiful and amazing. I love her so much. Karen Wheaton. That lady is fire. Fuego. Are you kidding me? Moto in Lingala. Fire. And you really only hear about her. Paula White. Paula White now, and even with her husband, like she is fuego. She's married now again. But you see her here, here, you see, and you hear more of her. And there's, of course, there's so many other ministers of the gospel that are like power couples, you know? And I love that, like Krista Smith and Sean Smith, or Sean and Krista Smith, and Rod, Dr. Rodney Hara Brown and Adonica. Like, so cute. Power couples. Like, I love that. And God, bless, God is all over it. You can see it. So don't feel ashamed. Don't feel like, like what you're saying isn't impactful. Don't let people like, don't let other people's church experience be like, don't prepare for that to happen in your life. Okay. That happened to them. What does that have to do with you? I think because people think like, oh, if, cause I went through this in ministry, so you're going to go through this. God writes your story and you can claim favor. They don't have to like every other woman, but when you come into a room, they'll respect you in the name of Jesus. Listen, you don't, you can, you, if I go to a space where they don't like black people, I'm not asking you to love black people, but you're going to love me. I'm going to be the black person that you're going to love the most because I have, I'm a minister of the gospel and I have a word to share with you. And I'm not letting stupid things like racism try to stop me from ministering. You're going to like what I have to say and you're going to love me. You don't have to like everyone, but you're going to love this, this black person. Yes, you will. You don't have to like women, but you're going to like me, you know? And I mean that in like, the least desperate way possible because that sounds so desperate ill ill but God knew you were going to be a woman when he called you and formed you and created you and made you the whole Jeremiah verse you know he knew what you're going to be he, he already knew that but he didn't forfeit the great and mighty call that he put on your life because of something measly like your gender. Are you kidding me? Oh, I actually called her to, to be great, but I've totally forgot she's a woman. I'm a woman. That's not how the kingdom of God is. And the kingdom of God functions in on and in this earth for you. There's favor available for you. Don't even consider that. It's a good thing that the Bible tells us to not consider ourselves you know, consider other people before we consider ourselves. Because when you get all wrapped up in who you are, but I'm this, I'm black, I'm, I'm a woman and I, I'm, I'm thick, I'm skinny, I'm tall, I'm short, I'm ugly, I'm cute. Babes, you're wrapped up in all, vanity, 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 just like Ecclesiastes says, because it's all vanity. It's all going to fade. None of that matters. Do you know, listen, I intend to be cute for the rest of my life. Whether that takes Botox or prayer, I'm not going to look crusty dusty any longer. I come against that foul spirit of wretchedness now. Okay. 
And maybe that's another podcast topic for another day. Like Botox or not, makeup or not. Like what's the line between, um, like people, cause some people think that like, if you put makeup on, that's like saying to God, like your work wasn't enough, but no, like, no, I personally don't agree with that. I just think that you're taking what God has created and you're enhancing it because that's what, I mean, we were made to create and do things like we started off on this earth with nothing but trees and leaves, but look where we are now. We have buildings and skyscrapers and cars and Elon Musk and like Tesla and Mac and all these things. And so many things because God, he is a source, but he, we're also supposed to be productive and create. So, and then, you know what? I, I, listen, like, you know how many times in the Bible where people were given like nose rings and like jewelry to make a woman prettier or like, you know, the, the Bible talks about, you know, the woman's beauty and her having all these rings and this and that. There's nothing wrong with, there is nothing wrong with putting on makeup. Now, if you get to a point where you depend on it, where you don't feel like you're worth anything without slapping off foundation on your face, you just need a better skincare regime. And I got you. Anything with hyaluronic acid would change your life, sister. Listen, get your skincare game on fleek and you're going to want to show people what you look like without makeup. Okay, let me tell you. Let me tell you. You should look recognizable with makeup. But that should be, if you want me to talk about that, you know I will. Um, But that's another podcast topic for another day. I'm actually about to close up. I actually heard from somebody that and I'm sure this person said this very lightheartedly, but somebody basically critiqued my podcast saying that I talk a lot. I'm not offended, but I, you know, listen, it's a podcast. What do you want me to get on here and do? Think? Exist and not say anything? I'm very confused. What's the problem? I'm not offended. That was actually really funny. But it's like, that doesn't make any sense. <sighs> if you're a woman... <laughs> Don't let that stuff hold you back. Vanity, it's vanity, it's vanity. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's It doesn't matter enough to the point that it could ever hinder you. But it matters to the point where that could excel you. Do you understand? Where where one person had a struggle in this area, you will exceed and succeed. Exceed? Succeed and excel. Do you understand me? Where black people have maybe had a problem doing this or pioneering in this area, you will succeed. Your story can be different. And it starts with your, you know, confession and your measure and not even just the the faith that you choose to apply to a situation. Because if you go into something expecting hardship, then don't be surprised that you're that you're struggling and shaking in the corner in tears somewhere. But if you go into something it's expecting and declaring favor, you will have what you say. You will have what you declare. You know, I, I, I take heed, you know, I, you know, I take heed with people's warnings that are way more experienced in the ministry than me, but oftentimes I'll eat the meat and spit out the bones. Maybe that was true for you, but that doesn't have to be the case for me. And to this day, I haven't experienced any hardship regarding my gender, regarding race, regarding whatever, when I minister and speak, I think, cause you know, if you heard me speak, I kind of, I, you know, for a woman, I, I, I'm not going to make that joke, but I really am because it's 12 and who cares? I have cojones. No, that's a terrible. Oh, God. I, oh, I, oh, I phrased that all wrong. <laughs> when you when you hear me minister, I, I say some pretty ballsy things sometimes. It shocks me. OK, because ministering to me and like the whole ministry world, it's like 
it's like second nature. I love it. It's like I come alive. I love it so much. I love it so much. Like on the mission field, I'm like, I love this. It's it's like I'm in my element. I am in my zone, which if you minister with me, I will never be tired. Like you will, ne- unless I'm like really sick, but I've only been like pretty sick once on one mission trip. It was in Dominican Republic and I, I was so sick. Like I slept at the dinner table when we were eating dinner at the, at our hotel and my pastor was like, it's okay. Like you can go upstairs and go to your room and sleep. And I slept so hard that like my roommate was knocking on the door. She thought I was Loki dead. I'm a light sleeper. So I, I really needed that sleep. Um, but I, on the mission field, I am energized. I, I am in my zone. I love it so much. It's like, yeah, you know, that's how you know you're called to something where it's like you can do it in your sleep. Like, I, I love that. I just love the ministry world. It's the best. It's the best. But that doesn't mean that it's going to be hard for you. Confess good things. Confess blessings. Don't confess hardships and curses over yourself because it's going to get you nowhere. You know, there's a lot of people who are like, well, the ministry doesn't pay well. The ministry is going to be hard. Well, I'm not surprised that the ministry doesn't pay well for them and the ministry is going to be hard for them. But I'm not receiving that. I'm not going to receive that stupid stuff. Like, why on earth would I say that over myself? Like, are you dumb? Are you daft? Are you mad? You're not thinking clearly. You must think I'm some type of foolish goat for me to think that I would declare that over myself. The ministry's hard. No. The ministry's favorable. The ministry's a great place to be. I'm in my father's business. I see his hand in this field. You know, I see miracles here. I love it here. And that's what I've experienced. And I love it so much. So I guess that's just a quick little 40 minute. I just really want to talk. I like talking. It's a quick little thing. I just like, God used women all the time. Listen, it took a woman to bring the Messiah about. Uh, It took women, you know, the whole enmity with, I'm getting off track. I'm getting off track. But it was, I'm getting off track. I'm getting off track. But the enemy has been against a woman from, for a long time. Okay. I'm getting, I'm going there. The whole, you will have en- enmity with men. And that was because of Eve. The, the, the enemy has been trying to attack women, Eve, for so long. It's, it's a demonic thing where it's like, where it's even sprouted its it's turned this evil reared its evil head in the church where it's like women shouldn't speak shut up you anyways you man of god <laughs> i will not insult people right now i don't feel like it um i just don't feel like it. it's probably not right right now oh, not right now you know whatever i mean those people are not going to stay around long enough don't worry about those people do not worry say what the lord has al- has told you to say because he is the lord your god and he will make things favorable unto you and he will even speak to people's hearts he he can minister to people's hearts too and rebuke the fire out of them he can deal with hearts heart matters so just say what you need to say allow don't let people hinder you in the flow and you will see god work things together in your favor do you understand me he knows you're a woman he knows you don't, you don't do anything alone. Let, 
just just be faithful and see how faithful God is. He's faithful to the faithful. Be faithful yourself and see how God will be faithful to you in every matter concerning you. Do you understand me? For God works all things together for the good of them that love him and are called according to his purpose. That love him and are called according to his purpose. So continue to love on God and just know you are called according to his purpose. He will work everything for the good for you. Yay! That's all I have to say. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. I'm a woman. <laughs>